Mark Cuban. Going against the norm and, and looking for people who had great ideas is, is really what I look for as opposed to individuals mentoring me. David Stern. Thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. I greatly appreciate them and thanks for having me on. Jeannie Bus. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Taylor. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And your preparation shows you. Tim Howard. Well, I appreciate you saying I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio, which is presented by Fiverr. Don't waste any more time. Get the freelance services you deserve by going to Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Use the promo code SBR Fiverr. It starts here. I'm joined in studio by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, uh... I watched the Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant memorial yesterday, and wow, uh, some really powerful speeches. Vanessa Bryant, I don't know how she remained so poised and eloquent after such a tragedy, but uh, she was really powerful. Uh, some really powerful speeches from uh, Diana Taurasi, Sabrina Ionescu, but the one that really reached me the most was Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan is not someone that shows his human side very often. He's very guarded, very private. Uh, we just saw NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago. He had no public appearances, public comments of any kind. And Vanessa Bryant asked Michael Jordan to speak at Staples Center at this memorial, and he really did a beautiful job. And um, you know, really talked about being Kobe's big brother, talked about how at first Kobe was kind of an irritant because he was always asking him questions. <laughs> and obviously Kobe idolized Michael Jordan. And it's a big responsibility. And Michael Jordan was so competitive, I'm sure that he was like, I'm not giving away the blueprint to anyone. I want to win. But he did share the blueprint with Kobe, and Kobe came as close as you can probably come to uh, imitating his idol, Michael Jordan. And it was really, I thought, poignant to see him shed a tear so he showed it was okay to, to be emotional about this and to talk about their relationship. Because for years, everyone asked Kobe about that relationship, and he kept that pretty close to his, his vest and same thing with MJ. He didn't really talk about that relationship with Kobe, and it all came out at the memorial, and I thought it was pretty beautiful. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, both those guys, somewhat guarded, but especially MJ. So when you see him really uh, spill it out like he did yesterday and just speak from the heart, you know, that was cool to see. And cool to see his emotional side, his human side, because like you said, we don't hear much from MJ ever. So uh, I thought that was cool. And Shaq did good. I love how some of them work some humor and some some side stories into, which is nice on an event like that yeah. to have some laughs too. Right. So I like that too. You know, my takeaway, and, and I've always thought this, but this was really poignant to me again, relationships. And Kobe built a lot of relationships, whether it was with his players that he played with, people like Michael Jordan, or 
whether it was with a baseball coach or a girl on the, the Mamba team or a parent or he was very good at building relationships. And I don't think it was until after he passed that we knew how how good he was at building the relationships. And, you know, he stopped and paused and, you know, would help someone find an internship or would help someone uh, work on their game or, or things of that nature. So. That was one of my main takeaways, too, is that, look, you can strip everything down when we're all said and done. Take the money, take the job titles, the private helicopters, the houses, all this stuff. What you're left with is what was the impact you made with the relationships while you were here on Earth? And by all accounts, Kobe Bryant did a pretty marvelous job at building relationships with people while he was here. And... He left the blueprint with Sabrina Ionescu and with Trey Young and with Kyrie Irving and other players. He wasn't afraid to to share some of his greatness and knowledge with them, and it's going to live on through them. Well, and Kathy talked about that, the commissioner of the WNBA at the Roadshow. Right. How much Kobe, when he met with her, he came, he wanted to meet with her yeah. in person, yep. talked for hours, way longer than he was supposed to. And just like that, you know, somebody he had not met personally yet, and she'll remember that forever. Yeah. And she'll take stuff from that interview or that talk with him. Uh, and there you go. Speaking to relationships, he, he cared about people and he wanted to learn about people and meet people and, and work with them. All right. So changing topics. I hope you're sitting down for this, but we're going to talk <laughs> hockey here for the next, yeah. like, two minutes. <laughs> First of all, uh, last week was the 40th anniversary of the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team shocking the Soviet Union, and they did that in the semifinals, and then they went on and, and won gold at Lake Placid. And, you know, to many people, that was the greatest upset in the history of sports, because that Soviet team had won 50-some-odd games in a row. They crushed people. They had just beaten that U.S. team 10-3 to in mm-hmm. an exhibition at Madison Square Garden a couple weeks before the matchup in the Olympics. No one thought in a million years the U.S. had a chance. It was just a matter of, are they going to lose 10-3 to again, or <laughs> is this going to be a complete embarrassment? And Herb Brooks was the coach of that team. So this past weekend, I have Disney+. Plus. My daughter and I sat down, and we watched the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell, who played Herb Brooks, and some other really quality actors. And she had not really known the story of that team. And it's a great story. I highly recommend the movie. But going back and watching it again, and Herb Brooks' speech in the locker room before they played the Soviets is one of the great speeches of all time. Yep. Um, and, you know, basically says, if we play the Russians ten times, we probably lose nine of them. But all we got to do is win tonight. Just win one matchup with them, and we're going to be as good as they are tonight. It was just, you were ready to run through a wall <laughs> after listening to his speech, but it's really a good movie, and it was fun for me to share that with her because I remember as a kid, I was 11 years old, watching that 1980 Olympics, and it was amazing because you went into this you know, they had won four out of five games, one of the the games they had uh, tied against Sweden. So, you know, you're thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if they just hang in there and don't get slaughtered? And the fact that they won that game, 
you know, those players are still legendary today. Yeah, so I was only one year old when that happened. Wow. So I don't so remember. You didn't, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but I've gone back and watched, you know, clips since, uh, Al Michaels, who called the game, one of my favorite iconic broadcasters. Yeah. So I've listened to him. A couple of interviews he did this yep. last week, too, were pretty awesome. My dad's a big hockey guy, so we've always talked about it and relived it, watched the movies and stuff. And you're talking about the hype speeches. I mean, yeah, he killed it. I mean, yeah. it's one of the best ever. I yeah. mean, it's up there with Vince Lombardi's and all these other ones, but yeah, it's, uh, it's such a cool story. And those upset games are so iconic when it's something like, oh, those, this isn't going to happen and then it happens it's pretty cool yeah and especially the olympics and, yeah. and at that time i would say the olympics had even more importance than it sure. does today yeah i mean everyone that was you know there were three networks back then abc cbs nbc fox wasn't around yet yeah. everyone gathered around to watch the olympics and everyone gathered around i mean i don't know what the number is but i would bet you that 80 percent of tvs in the u.s were on oh yeah and watching that game when it took place live all right, the other hockey thing that took place, and this has got to become a movie, because right? yeah. I don't know if you saw this. I did. But the Carolina Hurricanes ran out of goaltenders last Saturday when they were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. So what did they do? They turned to 42-year-old David Ayers. He came in as the emergency backup goaltender. He stopped 8 of 10 shots. He got credit for the win. Previously, when he had been goaltender on the professional level, he was 0-8. Mm. He earned $500 for <laughs> his game-winning effort. So I guess the way it works, and this is funny, is that there's an emergency goaltender that either team can access. So if you run out of goaltenders, you just go to the backup. This guy was the backup, and Carolina needed to access him. And the funny thing is, is he had played in the Toronto Maple Leaf system. So when he wins this game, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are still applauding for him, <laughs> even though their team, the home team, lost. It, it was kind of like having a minor league player that had come up through your system that beat you, but you were still happy for that player. But what a great story that this 42-year-old guy who drives the Zamboni is called into service and gets a W on his NHL resume. I mean, you can't write that kind of a script. It's so cool. I love the video after coming in the locker room. Like, they just yeah. won the title. Right. Like, spraying the water all <laughs> over him. <laughs> Chest bumping him. It's so cool. And another thing I love about hockey is it's like, all of them, all of them can play. The referees have played. They can play. The Zamboni guys are hockey guys. It's like everybody right. in these organizations has yeah. played hockey and knows how to skate and knows how to, you know, hold a stick. Yeah. So that's pretty cool too, where it's like, oh, this guy can go out and play a goalie. But I, the I love thing it. is this about goalie. And, you know, you saw this in Miracle. And obviously, if you've watched hockey with, you know, Jim Craig was the goalie for the U.S. team. These pucks are flying at you at like 150 miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. right? So this is like a Randy Johnson fastball right. coming at you. Your reflexes have to be unbelievable. Crazy. So it's not like, hey, we're going to have you go out and skate around and you can kind of get lost with the other players out there and, you know, no one's going to really notice. When you're the goalie in hockey and you have a 150 mile an hour puck coming at you <laughs> and you stop 8 of 10 shots and you're 42 years old and you were driving the Zamboni a few days earlier <laughs> it's pretty amazing not bad <laughs> that is not bad so uh i'm waiting for the movie on Dave Ayers and uh you know i'm sure he's going to have all kinds of media and endorsement opportunities now cuz it really is a great story it's the yeah. everyman 
who was called into service by a pro sports team and got the W and then, you know, the celebration in the locker room afterwards. Talk about a story that you can always share with your kids and grandkids. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty. <laughs> it's great. Good one. All right. Coming up next, Andrew Brandt. He is the host of the Business of Sports podcast, former front office executive with the Green Bay Packers. Lots going on with the NFL in relation to a proposed collective bargaining agreement. We'll break that down with him. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive. Where do you go to find the talent? How much will it cost? How can you be certain they'll actually deliver? Thanks to Fiverr, finding the right freelancer doesn't have to be a struggle. Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, podcast editing, and more. Find what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. No negotiating needed. There's 24-7 customer service from Fiverr. And it's quality talent that you can count on. Sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world. Finding talent for your project has never been easier. Review seller ratings, buyer feedback, and select the right freelancer based on your budget. Take five and check out Fiverr.com, and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code SBR. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time. Get the services you deserve by going to Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code SBR. Fiverr. It starts here. Joining me now on the Blinder Guest Line is Andrew Brandt. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast, former front office executive with the Green Bay Packers. He's the executive director of the Morad Center at Villanova, executive VP at Vayner Sports, and he's a columnist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. You can find him on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, that's B-R-A-N-D-T. Well, the current NFL CBA is set to expire in March of 2021. All 32 of the NFL's team owners gathered in New York City last Thursday afternoon for a two-hour meeting to vote on the terms of a proposed new collective bargaining agreement. To gain approval, they had to get yes votes from at least 24 of those owners, which they did. The owners also voted to play the 2020 season under the terms of the current CBA if the players didn't vote to approve the new deal. So then on Friday, the NFL Players Association held a nearly three-hour conference call with its player reps. Just before the call began, the union's executive council voted 6-5 to five to not recommend the proposal to the rest of the union, citing concerns over the NFL's desire to expand the regular season from 16 to 17 games. Well, Andrew, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. I enjoy your work on the Business of Sports podcast. Former executive with the Green Bay Packers, I thought you could shed some really good light on the latest with the NFL and the NFL Players Association. The headline is 17-game regular season. That's what the owners want to expand to. But I know there's a lot more nuances here. What are the key deal points as you see it for both sides yeah we're on the precipice of a potential cba and as you said that's to me the big issue and a couple reasons why 17 games is a big issue number one 
What have we heard from players for 5, 10, 12 years, even before the last CBA? No way, no how, never in God's green earth will we play extra games. And yet, here we are. (laughs) And the reason here we are is because, as I've said for months, there's no way a CBA gets done without extra games because that's the only thing the players had of true value to the owners. So then if you want to cut, you want to boil the CBA down, CBA down to one sentence, it's basically, are the players getting enough for giving up something they'd say they never would give up? And it, as you said very well, it's not a yes or a no. It's a nuanced answer. And I think there's some deficiencies in the deal. I mean, the primary thing is get the money. So the money was 50-50 10 years ago. The owners imposed their will to make it 53 to 47 their way in the last, the current CBA. And now they're willing to split the difference, get the players up to 48-5 from 47. But then it stops. After two years or whenever the 17 game starts, they're at 48-5, and then it stops. So I guess a long-winded answer, here's my real problem. Why have a 10-year deal? Because the economics is all going to change in a couple years. And if you're going to have to do a 10-year deal, why not have some stair-step percentages that get the players to 49, to 49.5, and maybe 50% by the end of the deal. So the owners are only sharing 50-50 by years 8 and 9, 10. And it just seems to me that'd be more equitable. Again, I understand a lot's gone into the negotiation, but that's one of my primary points. Yeah, it's interesting how in any negotiation, whether it's NFL or another league, the owners want cost certainty. They want to be able to negotiate these multi-year, multi-billion dollar media deals. So they try and lock the players in for 10 years. But like you pointed out, things change over 10 years. And if you don't have some escalators or some incentives built in as the players union, you can really get screwed on this thing. Yeah, I mean, again, they're not totally parallel but think about player deals players and teams teams want long years they want long contracts because like you said they want cost certainty and players want the ability to hit free agency again so they have another bite at the apple in their career where they have true earning power and bidding and the owners are taking that away in their in their individual contract negotiations and now it seems in collective contract negotiations, taking away the ability to change the terms, I've never seen, except for this last NFL deal, a 10-year CBA in any sport. And the owners are imposing their will to get this. It just seems to me like that's a lot of time to, to be locked into something. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to stadiums and the fan experience, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is your wireless partner for the 5G era. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art cellular and 5G-ready networks that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about CBRS or 5G? Boingo has you covered. 
Next-gen stadium tech like mobile ticketing, VR, and micro-betting are all possible with Boingo's 5G solutions that stay ahead of what's next. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. Whether the NFL, NBA, MLS, or NCAA, Boingo helps world-class sports venues improve operating efficiencies, deepen loyalty with fans, and generate more revenue. It's a win-win. Boingo powers the connected experience at places like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, University of Louisville, and K-State, just to name a few. Kickstart your team's 5G strategy with a free wireless consultation from Boingo. Simply email sbradio at boingo.com and mention this podcast. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. So if you're going to ask the players to play an extra game, 17-game regular season, a lot of players are saying, okay, what are you going to do for me health and safety-wise? And one of the things we've heard talked about is lifetime health insurance for NFL players who play more than three years in the NFL. How likely do you think that is to get done? And I know that's nuanced, too, because you've got states like California that have different rules than states like Florida. So it's not one size fits all. But that's what seems to be the other side of this conversation is if you're going to ask us to play another game and put our health on the line, we want lifetime benefits so that we're taken care of. Well, there's a lot of health and safety in this viewpoint. Not what you talked about, lifetime health insurance, but a lot of other things, which I call, you know, again, I don't want to minimize them, but I call kind of soft gives from the owners. There are two more roster spots. There are two more practice squad spots. There are increases in pension. And then, of course, all the things that coaches hate, but coaches aren't part of it, such as even less time in the offseason, even less padded practices, and now a five-day acclimation period in training camp so you just don't show up and have to jump into practice. They're talking about a five-day acclimation period where you don't even practice. So, again, coaches hate this. Owners and players are the parties to this negotiation. Coaches are left in the cold. But all this health and safety stuff, I get it. But if I'm advising any negotiation, I'm like, they'll give you that stuff. You know, they'll give you that stuff. Why not? (laughs) Get the money. You know, get the hard stuff and then worry about less practices later. To me, those are soft gifts. How important do you think the lifetime health insurance is to the players? Or do you think that's something that they would back off of if they get that money you're talking about? I haven't seen that, what you just said, in the deal points. And it looks like we're close to a deal or it's going to happen or not happen. So, you know, just like franchise tag, transition tag, and there's nothing in there about that. So to me, that means things are where they are from this last agreement and they're not changing. The drug policy looks like it could change a little bit. No more game suspensions for positive marijuana tests. We've seen 
the NHL and Major League Baseball also kind of move away from the positive marijuana test. Is that something that's important to the players, or if you're ranking the top five things that are important to them, drug policy is not one of them? Well, I think that's kind of been a compromise. They haven't gotten rid of it totally like the leagues you're talking about, but it's basically gone. They've gone from testing over two months to testing over two weeks. And it looks like there would be no suspensions for positive tests, only, uh, I guess, what would it be, fines? And so basically, they whittled drugs. And and now I'm talking about marijuana. I don't know about illicit drugs. Right. Um, They basically have whittled down down marijuana to basically not at all. But So I think that was another easy give by the owners. Discipline from the NFL. To date, or at least in recent times, Roger Goodell has kind of played judge and jury. Now it looks like the union would establish a neutral arbitrator for most discipline cases. Is that something that the players find important, or again, is it not one of their top five most important deal points? Well, it looks like they've come to some understanding there, and again, it's not going to be I don't know how you say this. So he's going to, he's not going to be jury, uh, but he's going to be judge. He's going to be appellate judge. So there will be an initial decision maker on discipline, and it won't be him. But if it's appealed, it will be him. So there's the compromise. Uh, instead of judge and jury, it's just no jury, appellate judge, and that's where we are. Andrew... There's 2,100 potential NFL players who could be eligible to vote on the CBA. Probably not all of them will vote, but that's how many there are. There's 32 NFL owners. We always hear about the billionaires versus the millionaires, and also getting 32 people on the same page a lot easier than getting 2,100 people on the same page. You've been, you know, from working for the Packers, you've been around this type of stuff before. How do you, what's the dynamic here? How does this play out? Well, they're supposedly meeting tonight, and, you know, if they get the semblance of a deal, there are different layers that has to go through on the player side. It has to go to the executive committee, which is going to be a six to five. Where we are now, it's six to five. We're against it, the 11 man executive committee. We'll see if that changes tonight. Then it would go to the 32 player reps. Then it would go to the 2,000 players. On the owner's side, it's much simpler. They just need ratification from their 32 owners. It sounds like they had that on the proposed deal. And then the question is whether they, um, you know, whether they make any tweaks now to get the players on board. And then the players, you know, then they have to go back and say, is this rat- are these little tweaks okay with the membership? So I, I guess my best guess is, Something happens tonight. It won't be a completed collective bargaining agreement, but maybe there's some tweaks offered on both sides, and then they go back to each side, and this will probably take, you know, these things never take as short as you would hope they would take. Um, So maybe it'll take another week or so to see if we have a deal or not. How much does social media impact players' thoughts on something like this? We've seen J.J. Watt tweet out, hard no, on the proposed CBA, Richard Sherman has been very vocal. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is, if you're a player rep, 
how much are you really sitting down and discussing the nuances with your team? Or if you're a player, are you heavily influenced by the J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman tweets of the world? Well, I guess there's some influence. I mean, again, this deal by the NFL, you can tell it's targeted to the rank-and-file players, 100000 increase in minimums. That's what they're looking at. Uh, they really didn't target to the upper-level players, but the upper-level players have influence. I think it just depends on the player, depends on the team. The teams have reps. Some of the reps are very influential, like a Malcolm Jenkins, like a Aaron Rodgers. Some reps you wouldn't think of in that category. So, again, we'll see where it goes. Um, and, you know, again, I think they're going to look to the executive committee for direction on this. And as I just said, it was 6-5 to five against as of Thursday. And we'll see if that changes. Andrew Brandt, he hosts the Business of Sports podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. And guess what? Mizzen in Maine now is making pants at long last. The Mizzen and Main performance chino is here. Everything consumers love about the dress shirts, packed into new pants. Business casual just got comfortable. I love my Mizzen and Main pants. It has the same breathability, superior comfort, no pilling. It's awesome. For travel, I don't have to worry about my pants being wrinkled when I take them out of my suitcase, just like my dress shirts. Now I'm covered. I've got the pullover. I've got the dress shirts. I've got the new pants. Go to mizzenandmain.com. Use the promo code SBR. Try out their new pants. I promise you'll love them. That's mizzenandmain.com. Code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. For Brian Griggs... I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews, set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. 
With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash SB Radio. Now we're talking.